Thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Please hit subscribe. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 357 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we're live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don? Yeah, he's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. Don't forget, not only are we broadcasters, have been on the air for the past 25 years. You probably listened to us on Cairo for at least 13 of those years, an afternoon drive. We are now licensed brokers at Windermere, and thanks to you, uh, we have stormed the Seattle market. We have stormed the east side market, north, south, east, and west, because the Ron and Don Nation, they live everywhere. And our thanks to you guys. We're having a lot of fun with you. Yeah, so. we love helping you out in these transition moments. We've had a couple clients, and I, I, this just struck me as you were saying that intro. If your folks are getting up there and it's time, I, I have this in multiple iterations of my life right now. They've been in the house for many years. You're thinking it's time to make that next uh, chapter in your life. Like, start talking to us because it's it's a bit of a process. You're going to have to go through a lot of emotions. There's a lot of memories wrapped up in a house where you raise your family or uh, maybe one of the, the couple has passed away and you're trying to figure out how you're going to go from this stage to that stage. Start talking to us early and, and start get us involved because it's it's a process that's super important. I think you and I do it pretty well. Uh, and we have a good sensitivity to that and can help people through that process. But if that resonates with you, contact us sooner than later because there's it gets rough if you try to rush that process. We had someone reach out to us, a daughter, about a year and a half ago. We've been talking ever since. She called the other day, and she just said, you know what, Mom says it's time. And we knew exactly what that meant. It was time. And so now it's time. And uh, we're moving forward now of helping her uh, to downsize and get the most money she can so the rest of her life is a really great life. And that's what we want for you and your parents and your family too. So a lot of us are house rich, but we're cash poor. So it's important to turn that that little house into a piggy bank and uh, we'll help you do it. Hey, coming up on uh, the Ron and Don show, episode 357. Uh, I don't know if you read this story about the things that you do in the afternoon can help you sleep at night. Because as someone who has struggled with sleep over the years, anytime I see a story about sleep, uh, I just have to read it. And also, anytime I'm out on a job site, uh, one of our contractors, his name is Big Country. In fact, I was with him today. I helped him do some siding. And uh, Big Country has U2 on. Every time I'm on a job site with him, I just know all day long we're going to be listening to U2. And it's a good thing that I love you too, because as far as a live band goes, I think I've probably seen them the most, and I love them more the most. than John Denver. Love that I never got to see him live. Really, never, live at the Red Rocks. Never got to see that, but uh, I did see Glenn Campbell. It's another story <sighs> for another day. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I'm sitting here pretty pissed off right now. Do you want to ask me why? Why are you pissed off today? Do Donald? you remember what happened to Bubba? Remember Bubba? Uh, is this a vehicle that you named Bubba, after? But my son named, cause I call my son Bubba and, uh, my partner and I, uh, we got a dump truck a number of years ago. Cause we're like, Hey, here we are. We're rehabbing these houses. Everything we rehab, we hold on to, we're called buy and hold investors. And then we turn into some kind of rental long-term 30 day vacation rental. That's why I'm an Airbnb super host. Cause I control seven Airbnbs right now. So any, anyway, anyway. 
along with that comes a lot of work and you need a good work truck. In fact, my friend, uh, Mike McGann, who just retired from the Seattle police department, congratulations to him. One of the great detectives in robbery, uh, and a lifelong friend. He's uh, getting ready. I think he's building a house in Montana right now. When he was young, he bought a lot of real estate. He used to take all his overtime money in his 20s. He's in his 50s now. And he, he, he bought real estate in a small little town known as Kirkland, Washington. Don't know if you ever heard of that. So he invested so much money in that. He's done pretty well for himself. And the thing that he told me, he said, hey, if, if you are going to be an investor, he said, go buy a truck. You have to have a truck. He said, you'll save so much money by having a truck. You won't have to have a dumpster outside. You won't have someone come and do uh, uh, dump runs for you. If you call 1-800-JUNK, and we had a client do this the other day, and there was a little spot left on the truck. In fact, when the 1-800-JUNK truck uh, pulled up, it, it was already full of junk. Just to get a little bit of his junk, and his father had passed away, just to get a little bit of his junk on the truck, <laughs> to get a little bit of his junk on the truck, that doesn't sound right. It costs over $800. That's a lot of money right there, even on Highway 99. I don't have a rim shot here. So nonetheless, you guys, Bubba got stolen a number of years ago. My son called him Bubba, uh, and we loved this truck, and it was an old truck. It was, it was just it was magnificent, and we, and we used this truck on a lot of our projects. Bubba was stolen, and by the time we got Bubba back, uh, it was too late because it was months later. They found Bubba somewhere down in Tukwila. And somebody had been using this truck on a job site. And then I think something happened and they knew the truck was hot and they parked the truck somewhere. And so Bubba came back to the insurance company. So after Bubba, we waited a little while, bought another truck. And this is a particular job site here in Seattle. It's in a very secure neighborhood. If I said the neighborhood, uh, people say it's one of the safest neighborhoods in Seattle. Already someone has broken into this job site, stole all our tools. Tens of thousands of dollars worth of tools, and I've talked about uh, that on this program before. Now what we have to do every single night is we have to take all our tools home. Every single one of our tools has to go home. You can't leave them in the truck because guess what? They'll steal your truck. In fact, our second truck, uh, his name is Carson, and this is when Chris Carson used to run for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Somebody uh, over the holiday season came, and they stole Carson. And I have to tell you, what's really hard for me is explaining this to my son. Daddy, what happened to Bubba? Did the robbers get Bubba? I remember having to explain that to him and yet still trying to explain to him that Seattle's a really safe place to live. And don't worry, the robbers aren't coming to get us. Then our tools have now been hit once, but they've been hit twice. And he doesn't know about that. It hasn't come up in a conversation. I haven't shared that with him because uh, I don't want to have that conversation with him. And he's going to know about Carson because he, Charlie, and I are out in Carson a lot. And whether we're getting some building materials, making a dump run, whatever it is, we're out in Carson quite a bit. So Carson has been stolen. And what's really interesting, this truck is actually worth some money. And you can't even get the Seattle Police Department to come out and take a police report um, because there are no police officers to come out and take a police report because 
somebody thought it was a really good idea on the city council to defund the police here. So not only have we defunded the police, not only did we lose our police chief, but now drive by a Seattle, if you, if you, if you ever happen to see a police car, which isn't often, look what's on all the cars. SeattlePoliceJobs.com. We are hiring, we are hiring, we are hiring. I thought we were defunding. And now we're hiring. And it's so easy to just go out and hire a police officer, and then the next thing you know, they're working two weeks later. No, it doesn't happen that way. And then I think about the drive on the way to the job site where all our tools have been taken, our dump truck has been stolen twice, seeing all the tents, seeing all the trailers, pulling up to one of the trailers I told you a couple weeks ago, the city of Seattle, I thought they were making these people leave because they're parked under an overpass, just nine houses from me. And I went, finally, they're going to move these guys. They weren't moving them. They were, they were helping them dump their sewage. So Bruce, so Bruce Harrell, the only reason that you are the mayor in the city of Seattle is because you, and you didn't even have a plan. You just said, I think it's time to get our city parks back. And we elected you. You didn't even have a plan to do it. And it's pretty clear that you still don't. Because I guarantee you this, I guarantee it. There's all these people living down here in these trailers and all these people living in tents. These are the people that the city of Seattle will say three things about. Number one, they'll say they're from here. They're our own. We have to take care of them. Number two, they will say it's not their fault that they have mental illness or addiction. We have to take care of them. Number three, they will say these are our clients and you're not allowed to move them during the age of COVID. Those three things. I'll dispute a number one of those things right now. Number one, I guarantee I've knocked on more trailer doors and talked to more people in tents to ask them where they're from. And down here where there's 17 trailers, I found one guy to say he went to Queen Anne High School. And then then when I told him that Queen Anne High School was closed, uh, that's when he told me he went to Oso High School. I said, do you mean Oso? (laughs) Not from here. Most of them are not from here. They just know we're very nice to the people that are homeless. Are there people that are addicted? Yes, but if you have an addiction, you still are going to be held accountable. And if you have mental illness, you still get to be held accountable. So can I ask you a question here? Because like, I was out on a, my, my walk today, and I see Amazon boxes strewn all over this path. And so to me, that's clearly most likely uh, an addict or a street person that is stealing a box your clients wrong and they're going through that to pawn it or whatever some of the skill set to 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 steal a truck is not the same as picking up an amazon box left on a doorstep like i I could see if they broke the window and the truck was still there and something was taken from the truck they took the truck which means i can like i don't i couldn't go in in and boost a truck right now sober yeah you could with a yeah i'm not gonna tell you how well i mean i know that you could go you're talking about you could go on youtube and especially a ford product you can you 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 can steal most older fords in about two minutes okay so i guess so it seems like just go to youtube your theory and as long as you got a screwdriver you're good your theory is that someone uh that lives or, uh, what is your theory? There was a guy that just got shot dead down here, and I don't know if people saw in the paper, and he was stealing tools, and he was selling to a, tools to a guy, and the drug deal went bad. So he got shot dead.
Yeah, and you know, let me take a pause here because I've said all this stuff already, but it's very upsetting when things continue to be stolen and you have to explain this to a child. Uh, it's a parent is very, very upsetting. And what insurance doesn't do, because people say, well, it's a good thing that you had insurance or that's what's insurance for. That's what insurance is for. I just want all the liberals out there and people call me a libtard. You are turning my son into a very young, pissed off Republican that's way to the right. Because when we drive down the streets and he sees the laziness is what he calls it. When he sees people in, t- and this is not coming from me. This is just his object. Why don't these people work like you do, Daddy? I I was out working on a house all day, putting the side on a house. He's like, why don't they work like you do? Uh, and you know what? I don't always have, have answers for that anymore. I know what the answers are. Uh, I know what the talking points are. But it's time for action in this city as the safetyness of it is slipping through our hands. Yeah, I do think it's reasonable if someone has, has a felony theft of your property that you should be able to get a police report filed on the same day. Like, that seems... That's Grand Theft Auto. Reasonable. Yeah, Grand Theft seems Auto. Seems reasonable. Seems odd. We'll see you on the other side. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat down, down with Ron, Ron and Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was twenty-five to 50000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're going to wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer 100000 over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast, and I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Hey, everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 357. I was just sharing with Ron when I'm not selling to real estate. Sometimes I'm on a job site. Sometimes it's my own job site with my partners. Or sometimes it's your house. And maybe we're just making sure that walls get painted or a new garage door gets on or landscaping's done. Whatever that is. If you need us, if you need me, uh, just reach out. Everything's at uh, ronanddon.com for radio. And everything's at ronanddon.com right now for real estate. Radio and real estate. 
ronanddon.com. Bono, one of our favorite guys. Do you believe this or is this just clickbait? People are saying now when he drives around in the car and he hears one of his songs, uh, he doesn't enjoy listening to it. And I have to say, I'm not a guy that ever went back and listened to myself on the radio. I didn't enjoy listening to it. But years later now, when I hear us, I have a great appreciation for it, Ron, because it takes me back to when you and I lived in Oakland together and we were sideline reporters or when we lived in Dallas, Texas, or what we went through together with Hurricane Katrina. It brings back all these rich memories for me. And he's saying, you know, some some of the old stuff that he created uh, he doesn't enjoy listening to, although he says he feels like Vertigo is one of his finest songs. I hate that song. Well, he says he's embarrassed by it, and, and, and I, I get it. Um, he's getting up there in, in age a little bit. He looks back. And, and it's just funny. If you ever – there's a, a show, I think it was on VH1. I believe you can find it on Amazon Prime Video called Classic Albums. And they do one on the Joshua Tree. And the cool thing, this was the first time I'd ever seen this done. It's on what? It's on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, check it out. So, uh, and they have a bunch of them, but one of them is on Joshua Tree. And I'd never seen this done before. They get the original tapes, put them on a machine, and they set up a camera in the studio looking over the mixing console. And then they bring in members of the band one by one, and they talk about a track. And so they brought this in, and they have Daniel Lanois at the console. He was the producer for that album. So cool. And so, like, Edge would come in and sit down, and they would start pulling up stuff you'd oh, never heard before. There's a bunch it. of tracks that it. didn't make the album. So he's like, what was this? And Edge was like, oh, that's I, I started playing that, but it, then it inspired the main thing, and so we pulled it out. You bring in Larry, and he's talking about the drums, and there's drum parts that you never heard before. You bring in Adam, he's talking about the bass. Then they bring in Bono. And out of the four guys, and this is good, this documentary is probably 15 years old by now. Um, as soon as he brings up a couple of vocal tracks, Bono almost like jumps over the you know the uh, Daniel's arms to pull the thing down. He's visibly like cringing, of like oh that part, and like oh I don't like the way I was saying that, and like I'm trying too hard, and I'm trying like he he has such a critical ear of his own stuff and like his technique. And even like right after the fact, um, a couple of years after the album was done, they did this documentary. He was still critical of himself. Mm. So I think this is probably true. I think he does look back on these songs and he's cringes at the way he sang, or maybe some of the lyrics that he sang and how maybe self-important he thought he was at the time. Mm. Um, and so that doesn't surprise me at all. I, the other one, if you're going to watch this series, it seems though to be more self-important by doing this and not just forgiving yourself yeah, just and enjoying and, enjo- and enjoying the music. One of the best ones is uh, the Steely Dan Asia does uh, these uh, this album documentary. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. Steely Dan. The session players are so good, and sometimes uh, Donald Fagan and, and Walter Brecker they don't even remember. It's like who was playing this guitar? Like amazing guitar solo. Was this Larry Carlton? And was it who was this that did it? Like they had so many great players in there, uh, and you get to isolate them. And they then they interview some of the guys, like Bernard Purdy on drums, tells these crazy stories of like how he got the gig and what the beat was that he laid down on these very famous songs, classic albums. It's it's 
Once you, you're, you're down the rabbit hole and watch all of them because they're yeah. so great. I'm going to change our story on the other side. Let's talk about Meatloaf who just passed away on the other side of this. His story is actually really inspiring. Hey, you guys. We're sitting here with Mitch.Loans. We want to thank everyone for switching to Mitch. Did he change his name from Mitch Weeks to Mitch.Loans? <laughs> yeah, that's his name. <laughs> anyway, this is something I've been thinking about, Mitch. Here comes 2022. I'm going to sit down and do my taxes anyway. Most of the stuff that I'm going to need to send you to do a refi is right in front of me. So as people are doing their taxes this year, it's a great time because you got all the paperwork right there that you guys need to think about doing a refi in 2022, right? It sure is. Yeah. And as you have that stuff in front of you, keep in mind that it's totally free to have a consultation with me. You give me a call, you take the loan application, and we might talk it over and decide it's not the call right now. Refi doesn't make sense. Whether you're buying in the next two years or you're already in a good loan, we'll keep it, you know, like that. But if it's time to switch, you'll be glad you did. So switch to Mitch, and let's get that call going. There we go. He's Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ronadon Nation. Go to Mitch.Loans right now for more information. Save half a percent on your new loans at Mitch.Loans. NMLS 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back to the episode. And don't forget, we're licensed brokers, agents. If you need us, just reach out. Uh, I'm an Airbnb super host. So if you're thinking about buying a property and becoming a super host, or what about creating a 30-day rental? How do you do that? Or is it better to go long-term? You know what I do sometimes? If I have three doors on a house, one of those doors is a 30-day rental. One of those doors is a short-term rental. And one of those doors is a long-term rental. Three doors, three different ways to do it to maximize ROI, my rate of return, maximizing cash flow while riding appreciation and depreciation into the future. If you want to talk about it, just reach out to us. Everything right now is at ronanddon.com. And if you're ready to sit down with us, all you have to do is you can write Ron, ron at windemir.com, and we'll sit down with you. It's a 45 minute conversation. It's absolutely free, and we'll send you uh, some mugs that say, I sat down with Ron and Don, so it'll kind of make it uh, fun as well. Hey, they, they say it kind of comes in threes, and we've had some real superstars pass away as of late. And when I heard someone say, hey, did you hear the other day? And, and they kind of, it was, they're, they're kind of making fun of it. They, they, they were making fun of the passing of meatloaf. And it's like, man, back in the day, like, and I couldn't, I couldn't really tell anyone because he, he sang the hell out of all these power ballads. And he became very famous, not only on Broadway, but from Broadway, he's able to pivot, sing these power ballads. And then he came out with this album called Bat Out of Hell. And that song right there made him worldwide famous. And then all of a sudden, he signed some bad contracts. The next thing you know, he went sideways with his manager. The next thing you know, he released five records and nobody wanted to buy those records. And he kept gaining weight and getting bigger. And there was a very small part of the world. They always say Germany, right? Meatloaf is very big in Germany or China or Japan or wherever that is. China, not so small. Uh, But nonetheless, he was still kind of famous overseas. But he just couldn't, he could not reinvent himself in the States. And so he kind of became just a punchline and couldn't even fill up a casino. And, and, And so one day, the person that wrote a lot of these power ballads for him and wrote a lot of the songs in Bad Out of Hell came back to him and said, you know what? Sometimes you just got to do Bad Out of Hell too. Right. 
And Meatloaf put it off and put it off and put it off because he's like, I don't want to be that guy, right? I don't want to be the bat out of hell too guy. And finally, he got to the point financially. More bats, more hell. <laughs> Even battier. He, fi- he, 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 he went out. They spent money on this record. And he said, wow, if, if, if I don't sell at least 400,000 copies of this record worldwide, uh, and bat out of hell, I think, uh, I, I, I think he landed 14 songs on the charts with that. And double platinum, triple gold, all that stuff. So anyway, he came out with Bad Out of Hell 2. That thing immediately sold 14, and this is where you could still sell albums, 14 million albums, and it relaunched his career to the same. And you see this with Dolly Parton a little bit. Same thing happened to him where all of a sudden Meatloaf was new again, and now uh, 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 people talking about Meatloaf in a very different way. It's not just what's for dinner, but also it just goes to show you and didn't uh, he go on like Celebrity Apprentice and like he had a whole second act he on did. television? He did because he's very quick on his feet yes. and uh, able to to sort of land some punchlines and it has the, that persona. Yeah. And, and if you remember back, because I just had a flash when you talked about it, when that video dropped for Dashboard Lights. And it was a duet with a, a, a an attractive woman, and they had this whole baseball scene in the middle, and everybody, we were at the age when we all knew what that meant to be on first base, second base, third base, because that was the vernacular you'd used in junior high and high school. What does it mean? Because I've forgotten. And then uh, the, the, at, when that thing hit, and his background in acting and his background as a performer Really set it apart from everybody else because he was he was Eddie really in the, did he was Eddie in the Rocky Horror Picture Show right and that's why he was so good in a, on a music video and so good on a live stage almost every other video at the time was guys that were in a band that would it would be okay we're gonna sit in a cafe and then the girls gonna walk by and then you're gonna be performing in an alley it was like this just mishmash it's, of the, it's a thousand different versions of the cherry pie video right and yeah. so th- that video there wasn't a lot of inventory of of good stuff that mtv had and so it was in heavy rotation like you would see dashboard lights at least three times a day like it was just on all the time and it was captivating and it can and it was a type of music if you were into popular music that you just didn't hear because it was it was kind of musical theater and I, mean, I didn't really know what musical theater was but it was rock and roll yeah. still it was a little bit heavier and grittier but it told a story that made sense and he came across as the underdog who was also powerful it had all of the elements that appealed if you were a 14 year old boy and that song hit you at the right time in your life, it was irresistible. You wanted to be that guy. You wanted to have that girl. You wanted around the bases when they did the baseball part. It, it all came together. And so I get it, though, because he didn't write those songs. And as an artist of his talent, he probably wanted to be the guy that did it all. And I think you give it, and I'll give this to, to, to Elton John. Elton John realized. I can't write the words. I cannot write the words. I cannot write the songs that make the whole world sing. And so he, when Bernie Toppin came along yeah. and they started having hits, he's like, all right, I know my lane. Bernie gives me the words. I write the music. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not going to try to all of a sudden 
think that just because I've had all these these big hits that now I can write the words. I can't. I cannot write the words. Meatloaf, I think, thought after the success of Bad Out of Hell, I can be the guy. I'm the man. I can do it all. And he couldn't. And he had to go back to the same guy yeah. uh, that sort of was able to, to, to bring all the elements together that Meatloaf wasn't able to bring. But you're right. It was him, Louis Anderson, a comedian, and then Bob Saget, a comedian, all passing in in pretty short order, one right after the next. And, uh, you know, household names to a sense, like, but on that tier of, you know, it's not Prince or someone that, you know, gets the front page of the of the headline. Still really cool humans, man. Still, they live really cool great humans, lives. Though. Bob Saget, uh, the, the more I learn about him, the more I love. And, and same with Meatloaf. And the more I learn about him and his story, and to never give up and come storming back. And if you don't know him, just think of the power ballad. I would do anything for you, but I won't do that. Just Google that. Listen to that. That's Meatloaf. And he's pretty badass, you guys. Hey, he's Ron. I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by the Ron and Don Show. We appreciate that. Don't forget, everything's at ronanddon.com. We do radio and real estate. This show, we do it three days a week. If it's not automatically dropping on the player of your choice, like you have an Apple player, for instance, or Spotify, you can do that by just hitting the word subscribe, and then you'll get it every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday when the new editions come out here in 2022. Also, a lot of people ask us, whatever happened to you guys? Go back and listen to episode number one. Tens of thousands of people have, and that'll let you know what happened to us on Terrestrial Radio. And now we've launched into our real estate careers, selling tens of millions of dollars in real estate. Thanks to you guys and meeting all our listeners who have actually become our clients. If you need us and want to sit down with us, that's our process. If you need us, it's a 45-minute conversation on a Zoom call. We'll find out if we're good teammates, if we're going to buy, sell, invest, or maybe just learn or grow or work on that credit score. Whatever that is, it's all up at ronanddon.com. Okay? Don't forget the Nation News. It's a newsletter. Ron writes or I write every single week. We send it out to you. We do not bombard you. It's not like clicking on a couch on Amazon and all of a sudden, anytime you turn your computer on, there's the couch! It's following me! We'll only follow you once a week. Ronadon.com. Get signed up for our newsletter, The Nation News. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Episode 358, you guys, will be here right before you know. It's in the Ron and Don Show. Olay! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.